G'day Squares and thanks for tuning in. This week we unpack the top 10 for Rate Your Plate. Building our way from number 10 through to number 1, the dishes get better and better and better and we talk about some of the uh, the good moments we had along the way with those squares. Uh, the top four, gee whiz, it was hard to pick. Uh, we actually get all four guests to come onto the show, sell themselves again, let us know what was good about their dish and their evening uh, and what the other ones lacked. Uh, it all builds up towards a very tough decision that Dilf and I make, um, but there can only be one winner crowned. Uh, stay tuned. Enjoy. Footy, food, and friends. Josh Squared. Footy, food, and friends. Josh Squared. Do fans squeeze ya. Josh Squared. Yeah. <laughs> Radio Squares, we're back again. We're midway through isolation. Uh, the weeks uh, of Duffy's uh, six-week ban of the beers and the naughty food. Uh, we're down to the last three weeks now. It's very, very exciting. There's light at the end of the tunnel. COVID's looking a little bit brighter. Still not ideal, but we're getting through it. Um, and Duff, I've just been dying to ask you all week, how is it all going, mate? Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, I, I did think about it today that you were going to ask me about it. And to be honest, it's going well in terms of... I haven't... The alcohol I'm going pretty good with. I haven't, but I guess the, I've found out, I've realised that it's actually this, actually the social side of it that I like the most. Like I thought that I really, do, I do really love drinking alcohol, but drinking, but <laughs> who doesn't? Who doesn't? But like, I don't feel it so much miss the actual being pissed and being hungover. I really don't miss that. I just miss being with people and the social side of it and what it brings out socially. So I realised that that's what I miss the most. So it's not necessarily the alcohol, which is a good thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah, one hundred percent. I think I think about the times, uh, last isolation period. I really wrote myself off a couple of times over like a um, Zoom chat. But like after three hours, when you hang up, then you're just sitting there by yourself <laughs> on your bed. <laughs> I I agree. I do agree. I, we do, I did exactly the same thing and had a few Zoom calls and did that. And it was unbelievable at the start. And then it really hits home after they get off, and you think I'm actually drunk at my house on my own. But um. No, it's going well. Training's going well. Um, the eating is still going well as also. I had fish and chips on the weekend on Saturday because that was my cheat meal. So when I wrote said takeaway on my thing, I meant like fast food takeaway. Yeah. So when I'm like when I have one cheat meal a week. Yeah. It's <laughs> fish and better. chips is pushing it. <laughs> <laughs> it is pushing it, but I want to be honest. You ask me, and I want to be honest. I don't want to lie because um I did have fish and chips, but um that's my cheat meal for one once a week, which is pretty good for me because I. We normally have one cheat meal a day, normally. Yes. But um, I'm down about three and a half kilos. And um, no, I am feeling good. And I'm yeah, looking forward to the end of it. But um, it hasn't actually been as bad as I thought it was. But it is only week three and there are still three weeks to go. But yeah, you're right. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Right. Have, have you been following anything as such? Uh, I was just about to say before we go there, oh, you're looking good. over over. I know we're only on a Zoom chat at the minute, but you're looking thinner in the face, I think. So... Um, Tip me hat to you. Uh, me personally, um, look, I can't really say the same. I, <laughs> <laughs> I've been, uh, yeah, I've been eating. I think I'm a big eater, and then I'm not exercising anywhere as near, near as much as I normally am when you're in a normal routine. But I'm still eating the same amount, and I'm finding I'm getting to dinner time. I'm not even hungry, but I'm still like so keen for dinner. If that makes sense, like I'm not really burning that much energy throughout yeah, the day. I agree because um, even just moving around, like being at work when you're moving around, yeah, yeah. I find it. 
So well, I've noticed you are a big eater. You eat fast. I've never met anyone that eats so fast. I remember it was a while ago now when you come over for tea and we did an episode. And like a burger, you like you hardly chew it. You like push it into your mouth and it's gone. And there's just like juice in that everywhere. But have you? Has it always been like that? Like have you always eaten like that? Because I've only seen like one other person I can think of. One of my really good mates from um sale Dippo Big Square. He'll be listening. His older brother just used to like it was like a shovel. Like he literally would just scrape it into his mouth, and there was yeah. no real. And especially with hand things like burgers and that, I couldn't believe how fast you eat. <laughs> I do, yeah, I do eat. I do eat quickly, and like it's. I think it's sometimes. I've got to be careful not to be rude because uh, it's not. It can't be good to look at. <laughs> I, but I'm not offended by it one bit. I, I wasn't offended by it, but I just. I was a bit as more um in in shock. Yeah, I think it's a it's a hand trait. So like, because Steffi, um, you disgust me. Yeah, our hands we're pigs. Um, yes. Yeah, so Steffi does it too. No, nah, Steffi noticed it. <laughs> Um, when we first started dating and then when she came to my house like my my old girl Jenny big shout out to her she'll be listening she doesn't eat very quickly she's just normal but then the rest of us just hammer it down like my dad hammers it down Ben big shout out to Ben he hammers it down Does it, do you and get then, like indigestion from it? Um, nah I don't I, the only time I can think of sometimes I like yeah I get a little bit like after lunch if I have a bit of a big lunch I think I smash it down a bit too quick I'll get a bit burpy or something. <laughs> so reflux. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah. I think that's that's because I have um, spicy sort of chicken and jalapenos and stuff as well. So I think hey, that... baby, you looking hot tonight? <laughs> <laughs> hey, sound guy for the spicy uh, sound effects. He's, uh, he's, on to a good, he's off to a good start. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I think it's just a hand thing. And then when we, when we go to WA, like, Steffi just goes, it's... Crazy, like your whole family, like your cousins, your uncles, like just a whole. Yeah, it's like you're gonna miss out. I, I remember the only time you'd eat like that. Remember when you'd eat with siblings, especially when you were younger, or even with mates and something, and you maybe you've, you've been drinking a bit, and there's something like pizza or chicken wings or something come, and you th- you honestly turn into a pack of dogs. Like you're gonna miss <laughs> out, and yep. you start like grabbing other bits of food whilst you've got it in your mouth, and then you like. Some people start like sectioning off, like pushing it to, towards yeah, it, yeah. and it's like you're gonna miss it. And then you you end up doing that for ten minutes, and then there's always food left, and everyone feels crook as a dog. Yeah, uh, I know exactly. And actually, this happened the other day. We we had a bit of a break up for work, and um, so this is going back a while now. This is after term two. Um, you know how when you're all eating pizza and stuff, and maybe there ends up being two slices left, and then everyone goes. All right, someone's got you know who's yeah, gonna do it, and then, and, then, it. and then someone kind of goes and they go, oh no, you have it. You know how people do that. Yeah. Um, and then you hear know like when the people say, oh you have it, and then they go, no 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 you have it. Oh, you have yeah. it. Yeah. And in your head you're going, I want it bad. So I I um I was in this scenario and the guy's going, oh you have it, and I'll be going, oh yeah, beauty, and I just hooked into it. And he goes, no, you meant you meant to say that I you meant to say that. Oh, I'm meant to have it now. I'm like, nah, too bad. So um, that really backfired. See, sometimes it backfires being a nice guy, doesn't it? Yeah, you just got to swoop in. I love me food. Um, so anyway, long story short, this ISO, um, I've been spending a lot of time on the uh, PS4 and patting my puppy and doing walks and stuff, but nothing strenuous. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think we put on a couple actually. We did have that discussion about how it. I reckon. You either people either go into the have gone into the isolation and think I'm going to take this opportunity to try and be healthy and try and do more exercise and try and 
I've been I've been trying to read and trying to not as have have as much screen time. It's not working, but as well. But I find, I don't know. I find it easier because it's like this is my best opportunity. Whereas other people take it as I've tra- I train a lot and I do and I work hard for to do stuff for sport or. I'm really busy at my job and stuff and sort of use this as a break. Yeah, they just let themselves so, go. So they're sort of in the two, but there is one person that I do want to mention, I just said to you off air before, our number, uh, one of our very avid squares, my father, Dean, Mar- Dean Martin, big Dean. square, Yeah, he's on a cleanse, right? So he's never been on a cleanse on a diet. Oh, it's not so much a diet, but never, I guess, purposely tried to look after himself. Like he doesn't eat terribly and that, it's the alcohol. Like he drinks white wine, alcohol, and he's fairly... He's fairly heavy, and um, he's decided, and he just rang me up one day and said, "Do you know how much sugar's in white wine?" Blah blah blah. And I said, "Yes, I've been telling you this for years." And he's not very educated when it comes to health stuff, as older people t- aren't really overly old- educated. Yeah. So I sort of said to him, "Like this is what it is. This is what you're doing. It's equivalent to this. This is what you'd sort of have to do to work it out." Um, and he kind of said, "Well, I'm just going to drink on weekends from now on." I thought, "Oh, this won't last that long." And he goes, and I'm going to drink gin or vodka because I've read that that doesn't have as many calories. Yep. So he's done that and he's been eating a little bit better and he's got a shaker machine at home like those ones on Danos Direct like the ads. The jiggler. The jiggler, which I thought was a hoax. (laughs) He's down 10 kilos. That's huge news. Huge news. 10 kilos. So he's down from 138 to 128. And, you know, in probably a month, a a a bit over a month, maybe five weeks, I reckon, since he's been doing it. And that just goes to show he doesn't not strenuous exercise, change your diet slightly, and don't and don't drink anywhere near as much, and it's ten kilos just like that. I'd like to hear how his hangovers are going too. I wonder if they've improved or gotten worse. Or oh, the spirits. I can talk about that. They've gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> they have gotten worse because this is what happened on Saturday because he treats himself. He's like on the weekend because he's gone back to like a weekend drinker, like we do, and think oh, I'm going to write myself off. It's been a big week or whatever he's been doing. And he, and he goes to me. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm well on my way. I'm drinking a two liter bottle of gin. So he drank. He drank the whole lot, and then about forty five standard drinks. Then, <laughs> so he drank the whole lot, and then he slept. So he, he said he went to bed at about one in the morning, and he slept from one in the morning till seven thirty at night the next <laughs> night. <laughs> and he woke. I rang him on Saturday. I was ringing him. I was with, and um, I said. I was like to Chelsea, I guarantee yeah, he's still asleep. And he rang me at 7.30 and goes, oh, good morning. And I go, what's happened? He goes, oh, I got up. I thought it was, oh, it was a bit like, not with that dark, sort of like 7 o'clock. It was like lightish still a little bit. And I thought it mustn't, I thought, oh, I mustn't have slept very long. It must still be like 6 in the morning. It was <laughs> 7 o'clock the next night. He's lost the day. He's, he's lost, lost the day. He's lost the day, hibernated, so... Good on him though, and I'm, I'll keep you updated, squares, on how he's going. But um, yeah, it's very massive for him, and it's just another one that goes to show that they um that they are using the isolation period to um do something good with yeah, themselves. Absolutely. Um, and who knew that drinking uh two thousand mils of straight spirits would put you into a semi coma? <laughs> <laughs> but who now we know. <laughs> who would know? Who would know? Uh, very good. Uh, Duffy, mate. Um, before we move into the food, because I'm really excited to get into it, I thought we'd better just touch base with the footy as well. We didn't talk about footy last yet. Um, your pies, mate, they're just hanging in there by a thread. I'm, I hate to put... I wouldn't say I'm a bandwagon supporter and I'm not really on them when they're going well. I haven't... 
I'm not like an avid supporter. Like I like them. Like when we lost the grand final to West Coast and that, I was obviously I, I would like them to win, but I wasn't distraught about it. Like I'm not a fanboy like you. Yeah. And I'm not yeah. a full on. I used to be when I was younger, but I couldn't really. When they're going good, I could, it couldn't really worry me. It's more when they're going bad how angry I get. Yeah. So on when they played North Melbourne on the weekend, I before the game was like, I want them to get beat by 100 points. Like, I want them just to get beat. So and I don't know why I wanted my own team to get beat. It doesn't really make any sense. And then. To their credit, they did in the second half, I guess, play a bit better. But you're right, they are hanging on. But I feel like with Bucks, I think he's a good coach. And I feel like with our players, then there's got to be some sort of time where they're just going to get their shit together again. Because they've obviously shown that they're good enough. Yeah. No, they need uh, they need to get the Dugowie back in there, the X-Factor. I think, I think that's where he's falling down. You just don't have any bloody tall timber up forward. you got nothing we got to Big Mason. To. Yeah, you got, you got the bloody... We got big, the big, big boy from Texas. Um, <laughs> mate, yeah, and like... You say I'm a fanboy. Uh, you look at me as if I cried myself to sleep when Leo Barry took that mark in 05. <laughs> and that's because, that's, because that's what happened. But let's just <laughs> throw, back, throw back to when Tom Cole came on. And he, we know Coley. Like, Swidge knows Coley well. Played footy with him that. And he still was nervous and talking to him about just... Even when mentioning names like Jack Darling, Josh Kennedy, Dom Sheed... He was like a little schoolgirl. Yeah, it was all a blur to me. All a big adrenaline <laughs> rush. <laughs> um, but... You do need... That's what the Pies need. Some tall timber. Like you say, Jack, Jack Darling, Josh Handy. The boys absolutely flying. It's 25, they, 25 degrees in Perth. They're catching the ball. They're going back, kicking snags. They are scary. Jack Darling. I know Kennedy. Kennedy is a gun, but he. I don't reckon Jack Darling gets the credit that he should get because Kennedy obviously overshadows that. And no doubt, he's an absolute freak. But some of the things that Darling can do... Did you see that one when he just shoved him and marked the one-hander in the goal yeah. square? And like he's, he's great athlete, and he's getting rid of blokes that are handy and big defenders. But he just he moves well for a big bloke. Yeah. The only blight on Jack Darling is that he drops absolute sitters at crucial moments. Yeah, and <laughs> he's done easy several goals. times. He's done it several and times. Misses easy goals. Yes, um, he does. I still, I still uh, love you, Jack. But I, I do still. Blame and you got dangerous small forwards loss. too, like Cripps and Flying Ryan. Flying Ryan, he's a third tall. And we're on fire, mate. But. We're going to the Gold Coast, and I'm very, very worried about how we're going to go. We've got five games left. We're off to the Gold Coast. We're playing the oh, Tigers yeah, there. Yeah, and you don't play because it's like the start of the year when Mate, you're playing. it gets dewy. It gets slippery. And our whole game, big Jezza Govan, Jezza McGovern, who catches everything, marks everything, all of a sudden, goes some sticky mitts to bloody Butterfield. Rich, Richmond a favourite. See that? $1.80 to two fifteen. Oh, oh, I reckon, I honestly reckon, I'll be, I'll be shocked if we beat them. That's really? Jeez, oh, I might have to change I'm, my tip then. I'm very, very negative, feeling negative about our chances. But up in the Gold Coast, like, yeah, I can see the bombers rolling. It's like the bombers. They're going. They're so trash at the minute. <coughs> yeah. But um, anyway, we just got to get through. Hopefully, hold on to a f- top four spots. Just pick up a couple wins here and there, and um, go from there. But if, if the whole final series played in Brisbane, we may as well put the pool queue away now because we're stuffed. Yeah, it is. It's odd how teams don't travel well and how they. But you could see because WA weather, I guess, very different to Queensland weather. But just hopeless. especially due and humidity and the. Like the night games up there are very dewy. Yeah, well, I think there's some stat where 18th in the league for ground like ground ball get like gathers. So our whole game is based around marking it and yep. keeping possession. And up there, when it's wet it's and slippery, a bit slippery, like yourself. It's like when it starts raining, I might as well stay in bed because if exactly I'm not marking, right. I tell you what, I'm not getting it off the deck. We are the Doof Martins of uh, <laughs> the Bendigo Senior Resi League, that's for sure, <laughs> and then near the Lawn Valley League. Um, Hey, Doofy boy, 
Yeah. Want to go to the cafe? Nah, I'm all good. All good? Funny you say that, because Adam and Eve is all good. They am talking all good pet friendly. I'm talking all good food. I'm talking all good smoothies and juice. And best of all, all good coffee. Damn straight. So head down and see Breezy at Adam and Eve Cafe in Quarry Hill. It's an excellent food, great coffee, and awesome atmosphere, and is a proud sponsor of Josh Squared. Love you, Breezy. Wakey, wakey. Oh, come in. Big night on the fins, Duffy boy. Oh, massive night. Oh, it's been a big few days on a match. I feel absolutely horrible. I can't even get up. Mate, tell you what you need. You need to get off your bottom. You need to head down to Flora Hill Butcher. Whoa, what, what can I get down there? Flora Hill Butcher. Beautiful steaks. Benigo's best lamb sausages. I'm talking stuff with feta, sun-dried tomato, stuff made of angels, and gorgeous schnitzels. Get a six-pack of fins there as well. I'm out the door. Your perfect hangover cure, your best man in town. Woo! <laughs> All right, Doof, enough of that. I've been very excited for this part all yeah. week. Yeah, I've been itching to get there. We got... We revealed our 19 to 11. Uh, we'll quickly run through it now just for you squares that uh, need a bit of a refresher. So bottom of the ladder, we had Geordie Wilson, Wilson with his ham steaks. Uh, 18th, we had Truck Doherty with his burnt barbecue. Come off the back of a big bender though. So we you know, give him a bit of leeway there. So we gave him leeway by one position. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, really we whipped him. Uh, Jaffa Burke with his uh, golden syrup dumplings. Um, they were in the... It is in the top three best desserts, though, um, that we've ever had on the show, um, which we'll talk about a couple of the desserts uh, that we did have later on in this episode. Uh, Curl. Curl with his uh, snitty and veg. Sharp star. Sharpie. Oh, actually, Sharpie was below Curl. Sharpie with his... Uh, uh, well, with... He didn't do a thing. <laughs> it's amazing that he's 16th, actually. <laughs> it is amazing, yeah. Um, then we had the, the Salmon Brothers. The Salmon Brothers, Jed and Gizzer. Gizzer actually came in at uh, 14th, Jed at 13th. The Rissole got him over the line. Um, I know there's a lot of squares out there that are a bit, uh, yes, I'll just, a bit shocked I'll about. Ju- I just said to you over the Zoom, um, off air, just Chloe McIntyre is obviously just listening to this episode, the last episode now. And she's absolutely appalled that the, that the Salmon and Rissole has come in at 13th. And can't believe that Sharpie didn't even cook and gets there. And she's actually said she's disgusted in the, in it. So we have had a few angry critics, to be honest. Yeah, lucky it's our show, not theirs. Um, big Zave Henderson coming in at 12th. And then March up uh, with his risotto, pumpkin risotto. It was a beautiful dish. Terrible photo. Which... <laughs> <laughs> and the colour the color scheme wasn't great no, for him, was it? No, it wasn't. Um, and then Bombo Dunham, he... You had him at twelfth. He dragged his way to a, to an eleventh, but uh, yeah, he, he probably. I wasn't having him in the ten. We nah. got him to plead his case. It wasn't good enough. Nah, it wasn't good enough, really. If you compare, you guys are going to listen to some proper lawyering later on. This, uh, our top four squares going to they're going to plead their case to you. And um, Dunham, you probably fell a bit short, mate. You probably need to take a leaf out of these guys' book if you want to get yourself bumped up. You do. Um, so without further ado, 
we're going to move into the top 10. Um, <clears throat> now, we did have a, a little bit of a conflicting uh, top 10. We've averaged out. We've basically averaged them out. So, um, coming in at 10. Yes, that, 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 and that, and that. Yeah. So, Dorf. Coming in at 10. So, yes, I've been very excited for this, and I know the squares have been excited. So, obviously, if you were on the show and you haven't been read out yet, then you will be in this episode for the top 10. Coming in at number 10, we did have a bit of an argument, but we've gone with Bo Alexander and the Southern Fried Chicken Burgers. Yeah. Very nice Southern Fried Chicken Burgers. I think where he falls down there is... Compared to the remaining dishes, degree of difficulty is probably low. Um, yes. We start moving into some really good, homely, like time-consuming dishes. Yeah. So, and Bo is quite the chef, and I know he was he was in um he was quite busy. He's just had a baby. He was helping us with the video podcast. Yeah. So we have we he has made the top ten, but just so well done, Wink Apparel coming in at number ten on the leaderboard. Yeah. The Wink Apparel sponsored um, ladder. He comes in at number ten. Well done. Uh, number nine, number nine. Uh, it was biblical. Uh, quote the great man, uh, but not quite biblical enough to to get higher up on the ladder. But a very respectable ninth, Axel Collins with his roast lamb. Um, slow or was it slow? It was. Nah, it was just a roast. I think it was a roast. It was a roast lamb. I think he and I think he said on the show he wanted to, if he had his time again, he wanted to put it in the slow cooker for a bit more early yeah. and then put it into the oven and yeah because he's it. a busy man they were selling ewes they remember? were selling ewes they were drinking selling a, mutton they were drinking emu export him and Zeb Broadbent yeah. when come yeah. around emu, and, uh, emu export and yep. uh, teeing up some teeing up some ewes and whatever else they do so yeah, they're, bu- <laughs> they're busy boys at the Bridgie boys very busy but um, um a good meal a good meal though. a solid meal and I reckon deserving of nine yeah yeah um coming in at number eight now this was a this was a bit of a favourite of mine, and I had him slightly higher, um, and it's probably because I'm a bit of a I'm a pasta fiend. I really do enjoy my pasta. Uh, it was Marley Cross with his gnocchi. Uh, it was like a what was the sauce? Was it pesto? Or? Yeah, oh, it was creamy of some sort. It was some sort of. Pe- oh, I can't remember exactly. <laughs> no, 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 I can't. Hang on, I had it written down somewhere. It was it was. Uh, no, I can't Didn't remember. Didn't it have like chorizo and that in it? No, it was like green. It was like a green knocky, wasn't it? <laughs> we're, putting it we're putting it at eight and we have no idea. No, I remember it was bloody good. It was pesto um, and... It was pan fried, wasn't it? Pan fried knocky. He'd never, he'd never done it before. That was the thing that I really enjoyed too. He yeah. really took a punt. Um, he had olives on the table, a bit of red wine. Uh, it was actually, yeah, it was a real treat. So um, I had him slightly higher, but we agreed to put park him at... It was very good. Thank you, Sound Guy. But um, a great episode, too. He's a very smart man, Marley Cross. So yeah, if you haven't listened to Barra Keyboard, he's actually, you and him actually have, an, uh, have something in common now. Both local TV celebrities via ad. What's he on? Badak. There's a Badak ad about um, getting tested for COVID-19. Right. And Marley's on there. Oh, I got lots of his work colleagues on there, but he's on there too. Looking very swish too. So, um, right on Marley on that. But um, joining num- an esteemed group there, Marley. Well done. Number eight. So you're both famous now. I just get need to get my own ad. <laughs> we'll work on it. Any, big shout out to anyone there um, listening. If you have an ad in the pipeline and you need um, a good looking tan dough boy, um, or not so doughy anymore though, uh, and not so tanned, but <laughs> just just a bloke, <laughs> just a guy. Then his name's Josh. Uh, Shoot us an email. Um, number seven, Doof. Who do we have? Seven, we had um, Jezza Feeling. Now, I feel like I feel like he'll be a little bit um, disappointed with this one. 
Thank you, sound guy. <laughs> Purely because he was our first five. So we were pretty relatively fresh. Yep. He was our first five. It was a nice dish, and that's made you made he's made it into the top seven of nineteen, so he hasn't disgraced himself. It was a um steak. Very well cooked. I will give you he um does cook a nice steak and he did make it quite deep into the steak cooking yep, competition. He did. And he had his own super special sauce. He made his own mushroom <laughs> yeah, sauce. Yeah, yeah. It was a mushroom, but I remember yeah, he did make his own sauce. Yeah, that, yes. that was that was good. Yeah, carry and, on. And um it, yeah, he made his own sauce and yeah, it was good, but I feel like then the sides were just pretty basic mashed potato and it was it was a good stock standard meal, but I like we said just before, it can't probably beat the meals that are going to be above this, but a, a nice seven, a and worthy seven. And I think we're ta- what we've got to take into consideration, he was the second episode, he got a five, but our previous episode, episode number one, uh, Truck got a three, and Truck's currently sitting at 18. <laughs> <laughs> so um, all things considered, I think uh, Jezza, he can't complain with that. And that, uh, Top seven finish. Um, we've had some absolutely ripping dishes to pip him. Um yeah, the steak was good. I think he just he miss, must have mistook us for some little girls that didn't have big tummies. Yeah, yeah, and he's a big do- he's a little bit of a doe boy himself in terms. Of, and he like oh not he's not at the moment actually. He's also another one that's on the cleanse. So well done, Jez, for that. But um, he's a big eater too. So I was quite surprised. But maybe he was just worried about getting it right. Yes, but not something that gets marked harshly at Josh. He Quaid. went for quality over quantity. Which, big mistake. Big mistake, <laughs> which leads into our next <laughs> our next one. <clears throat> Massive. Good quality, but massive quantity too. Yeah. This nearly, nearly tipped me over the edge for it, the first time. It was the first and only dish I actually couldn't finish. Yeah, you memory. didn't finish yours, no, did you? Uh, yeah. Mind you, I think you I was... You were battling demons. I think, I, I think I'd, so I'd been, on the, been on the beers for about three days. And uh, yeah, the tummy... You know when you've been drinking a lot, you just... I don't know. I just couldn't... I didn't have it in me. I think I had yeah. a late lunch because I was hungover. Had a late lunch and kind of spoiled it for myself, but... I remember it was absolutely delightful. So, uh, big te- Tommy Calvert, the Kentucky boy, he cooked us up a oh, fantastic lasagna. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> mouth-watering stuff. Uh, single fins in the fridge. Uh, I think we end up nailing a six-pack or so. Uh, so I kept my bender going. Made it to day four. It was quite a nice night, too. It was a very homely... It was a vegetable and minced lasagna, but it was a very yeah. homely lasagna. Like, it was... Lots of flavors, big, lots of cheese, yeah, nice sides, a nice salad with the sides. So, that's right. a, a deserving, a very deserving, um, number six, I feel. And I think that's what he said. He goes, Um, it's a vegetable lasagna because they got all the good flavors, and then I put mince in it because who, lo- who doesn't love mince? So, <laughs> I reckon lots of people do that. Charles does that too, does the um, veggies with the mince in it as well, but um, the hybrid. Yeah, so well done, Tommy Calvert. <laughs> very good. And then number five, before we get to our top four, number five. Uh, Duffy, who got there? Well, number five, I've, I've, we both feel is quite a distant five from the top four. Definitely. So I, the top- I, I'd like to make it known that probably fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth, like, <laughs> we're separating hairs. We're separating hairs, really. They're, they're, they're all four to four and a half Dwarftini quality. Yep. Um, so if you're in that bracket... Uh, you know, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. But carry on. No. Carry on. Uh, coming in at five was Jaden Donaldson. So big big JD. Um, excellent episode. Had his surrounded his parents' house, Gary and Wendy, lovely people. 
Um, shout out to you, Wendy and Gary, if you're listening. I know you will be in the uh, in the horse stables, Gaz. Oh, Gary's all over the podcast yeah, now. Big squares, yeah, big squares. <laughs> when's yeah. the production happening? Yeah, when's the production? The production. You're here for the production, he said when we were there. And it was quite the production. We had wood fried pizzas. And um, I like that Jaden went for a bit, Um, I would say, gourmet. Like yep. in terms of, it wasn't just you loaded up. Like sometimes you feel like when you have homemade pizzas, you just, because you like all the stuff, you just want to put lots on it. 100%. And it kind of maybe doesn't go that well. But we were running sort of prosciutto and like rocket. And then we had a, like a light barbecue one with just yeah, barbecue and capsicum. And yeah. But it was um well constructed. The bases the bases he actually got did he get got from Nico's, didn't he? Or was he gonna get them from Nico's? Nah, yeah, I think he called past Nico's. Yeah, he called past. Yeah. So he puts some effort in and they'll well, say fish and chip shop. They were well cooked and well executed. I know we harp on about um dishes with not a great deal of difficulty, but you can quite easily muck up a pizza. Like yeah. you can burn it. You can have too much topping. It can be not be cooked enough, or you can have toppings that don't go together. Yep. So there was a bit of thought, and we are big pizza eaters, so we probably lean towards the giving that one. But um, yeah, JD, you've made it to number five with your um with your pizzas, and I know that you'll re- you'll appreciate that because um you do like to win things. So yeah, yep. top five, very very um admirable effort. Uh, the old Dizzle dinner too. The yeah, dizzle it was dinner. the Dizzle yeah, Co Dizzle. The Co Dizzle. It was actually the start of last COVID, <laughs> so we've come a long way since then. So um, well done, JD. But now for the absolute. Just, just, just before we <laughs> jump into the top four, a quick shout out to our sponsors. G'day, Tommy Dunham. How you going, mate? Yeah, not good, Josh. My house has just been broken into. Been broken into, mate? You're joking. No, nah, broken into. Everything's gone. Mate, I've got the perfect setup for you. Go and see Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. That's Pat Cummins and Jack McCulloch. Not the, not the fast bowler for Australia, but the big, young, strapping ecotech warrior. They'll sort you out, mate. They uh, specialise in sparkiness and also installing security systems. Go hit them up. Bloody oath. I'll be right there. On your boys. <laughs> Oi, Duff, I'm building a house in Bendigo and I've got to get rid of all this waste. I've got just the man. I'll give you his number. G'day, Bruce Pridham, big boy bin hire. Yeah, g'day, Bruce. I need a bin. Uh, a bin? Uh, what kind of bin, mate? We've got lots of them. Uh, we've got skip bins. We've got 30 litre bins. We've got 120 litre bins. What's your project? Uh, building a house. Building a house. <laughs> I know exactly what you need, mate. Just pop on over and I'll sort you out. Big boy bin hire. Yeehaw! Good's beer. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, what you should do is you should go to the Queen's Arms Hotel and tip in a few cold ones and have a burger. Bloody beautiful. I should. And you should go to the Reservoir Hotel and get a beer and eat a pizza. Are they pretty good? Very good. Delish. Delish. <laughs> Radio! Now we're back into it. Top four. Top four, Duffy boy. We're left with... Well, do you want to do the honours? Do you want to announce the four that we've got well, left to cover in no particular order? In no particular order, the four that we have got covered. And mind you, this is where we had the most difficulty because we had the, all these four dishes in the top four and we had them in completely different order. Yep. Completely different order. And I don't... 
I don't really want to talk about what order we had him in after we announced the winner because I feel like we'll lose friends, might lose some um, no, we'll, squares we'll, over it. We, we, we won't talk about what order we had him in, but let's just say we did not have one in the same position. No, we didn't. And they were literally quite the opposite. So you do the math. So we couldn't really work out how we're going to do it, but we'll get into that. So the top four in no particular armor, Amy and Bryce Kerner with Lamb Shanks, Katie McGee with the Mexican Fiesta, um, Bonnie Pridham with the Japanese cuisine, the ramen and bao buns, and Skinny Bear with the traditional roast pork and all the trimmings uh, yeah. come into the top four. Yeah, and geez, my mouth is just watering thinking about those. Same. Gee whiz, they were bloody good. And uh, yeah, heads and shoulders probably above everyone else. And I think a lot of elements go into that. Um, it's probably worth noting that three three of the top four are female squares, <laughs> which probably says a lot about males, the male squares' prowess in the kitchen. Um, what? <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. But anyway, Doof, what were we saying before about um, basically we, we couldn't we couldn't quite agree on the top four, and so we basically decided, well, let's let's let them try and uh, lawyer their way to the top. Let, let them sell themselves again. Yeah. Give us a refresher. Yeah. So um, we got in contact with them and they were able to kind of formulate uh, some rebuttals, I suppose you call them, or, or arguments yeah. as to why theirs should be the best. And it was the perfect, now thinking about it, we haven't spoken, it was the perfect four people for, for this because you got <clears throat> Bonnie Pridham, who could talk the leg off a chair and is very funny, as we saw from her episode. And um, has no no qualms with ripping into people, as as you'll see later. <laughs> Skinny Baird, similar sort of setup. Skinny's very straight down the line and tell it how it is, sort of bloke, and yep. will have no and does rate himself highly as a chef. Yep. Then you've got Amy and Bryce, who um, are both very ultra competitive people. Both school teachers can speak well and well thought out plan how they attacked it. Yep. And then you've got Katie as well, who's old. So, oh, very confident, super confident, and our, our massive fan and number one listener and probably went to the most effort out of all of them. So yeah. justifiable as well. So all of their arguments are very justifiable. It was very tough to choose. It is. So without further ado, uh, we'll introduce our first uh, square and uh, then we'll let you listen to their playback. Um, so the first one... And these are no no order. This is in the order no, yet. We haven't the, announced This is it. in no particular order. So the first one uh, we'll get to run through will be... Katie McGee, our number one ticket holder. Uh, she dished up uh, a Mexican fiesta, um, and she was pretty happy with her efforts. Have a listen to this. Hey, Josh Squared, your biggest square checking in here. Wow, what an honour it is to be in the top four of all Rate Your Plates. Just want to say a huge congratulations to everyone that cooked. The pressure to get a dish out perfect was crazy, but I think anyone that was lucky enough to be on this potty did a great job. I just want to reminisce on my dish for you. So put your seat back, close your eyes, and imagine this. You get home from work and you check your mailbox to find an invite for you and your partner to attend a dinner which outlined a menu drinks included, for a Mexican fiesta-themed dinner party. Although you had to commute for your evening, I put you up in excellent accommodation. You arrived to my place thinking you're just having a Josh Square dinner to find a Mexican dressed up house, decorations, a piñata, 
and tequila on entry. You get loaded nachos for entree, you get eight hour slow cooked chicken tacos for main, and home cooked churros with chocolate dipping sauce, ice cream and cream for dessert. And let's not forget about the Coronas, mojitos and tequila. You can open your eyes now. You have a laugh and you look at each other and say, geez, that was a bloody good night, Josh. Side note, meals were all on time and bellies were very full. So sit back, have a single fin and good luck with your decision, boys. Cheers. Well, Doofy, I feel drunk just listening to that again. Yes, Jeez, what I a do. Night. What a night, and it was it's very great to reminisce. And she did bring up some things that we not that we forgot about, but just that we probably weren't at the forefront of our minds. But there's Katie's um, Katie's last ditch effort, I guess, to get herself over the line, and it was a fantastic night. Like it yeah. was, but. In saying that, that's what we were arguing about when they come in places. Because do we rate on the food because, or do we rate on the night or the experience or the person or whatever it is? Because it probably isn't really fair that we can rate it, that we went we went to rate hers off the the night because we went there on a Friday night. We stayed down there and we could drink. Whereas with the other ones we do during the week. But um, yeah. the effort that she went to the invites that we forgot, like the invites she sent us invites that honestly, if they got sent out for your wedding, you'd be happy with. Dead set. You could indicate you could indicate preference of drinks yeah, and everything. Of drinks. It was like well set out. It was obviously formed formed on the computer and it was excellent. And when we got down there, it was all the bells and whistles. Like yeah. it was the the hats. Um, they dressed up. They had J twos. Um. S- sombreros, yeah. Is that what, uh, what are the, no, yeah. They had the sombreros. They had the, they had the um, like yeah. the bag looking things. Yeah. Poncho, the ponchos, yeah, yeah, poncho. that's it. ponchos, and they were all dressed up. And it was yeah. And they set up the house like full on Mexican theme, pinata. Yeah. So overall experience, it was phenomenal. One of the be- better nights I've had in my, like in yeah. a long time, and it yeah. was fun. And we were just discussing how it got late into the night off whilst we we're listening to that, and um. We were on the 1.8. Captain Morgan's and just me and you were trying to go through every AFL player's football number and name a player that had worn that number. Yep, yep. And I, I think we got that. to about 40-something, and then by then, I couldn't even see. Yeah, I reckon we got Stephen, the, the great Stephen Milne, one of our, <laughs> one of our hosts, uh, one of our guests. I reckon we got him at 44, and then... Uh, yeah, 45, I think we were struggling, and the Capitan had got a hold of us. <laughs> <laughs> the Capitan had, but there you go. There's Katie McGee. What do you think, Squares? A very good first one, but let's yeah. move into our next one. And our next uh, next last-ditch effort and our next uh, recording comes from Skinny Bed. Skinny Bed. Now, Skinny Bed, we, uh, when he sent it this, us this way, he's been in Robinvale. Um, away from he's been camping away from work he's been cooking up big feeds I've seen on Snapchat yeah, steak and stuff put treating the boys and it looks like he's nailing about 12 great normal stuff he's each <laughs> night as well yeah. and I think just quietly he might have had maybe four or five before recording this <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah he's full of confidence um, have a listen Squares, squares, squares. Let's all wind back the clock to where the Josh Square boys started and what ordinary meals they were getting served up the first few footy, food and friends podcasts. If they kept getting served up ordinary meals like the first few podcasts, they may have never got as far as they have. They would have been thinking, what have they got themselves into? It wasn't until Sir Skinner for the poor crackle set the benchmark. 
let's be honest. Add the nesky with ice, garlic bread, all the sides, a deliciously cooked pork topped off with the tastiest, saltiest crackle they've ever tasted. Not only did it smash all previous squares out of the park, it got the future squares thinking, gee whiz, I've got to cook something special for the boys. And not to mention the amount of people that have messaged me privately asking for Sir Skin's crackle method, it is ridiculous. Now on to the other few squares remaining in the top four. One, I don't even know what the hell Bayo Buns and Raymond is. That explains enough. Another is a Mexican, which is pretty much minced meat, some salad, throw into a little salsa, maybe a bit of pretty, <laughs> pita bread and corn chips. And the old lamb shank, I'd say would have been bought one, I bought one that is already marinated, which takes zero skills with a few sides. So really your auntie, in my opinion, to your best squared meal is old mate Sir Skinneth of the pork crackle. Too easy. <laughs> <laughs> oh gee whiz that's good uh what do you reckon duffy yeah i think don't think you're wrong about saying he's had a few he was, he was he's a very funny man though isn't he like and it was just exactly how i pictured it was going to be and some very valid points though as well i feel like he was right it was probably our first real apart from jazza obviously our first um real full-on meal that we thought wow this is this has really set a, set a new light on the show. Yeah, he did set the bar, for and, sure. Um, he's, a, he's a people person, so he was a great host, and he had it all set up, and we did have we did knock back a couple that night, too, on the couch after it. I remember um, John McIntyre actually commented on the photo and said it was dry, and he was ready to drive up to Geelong. <laughs> what, what did he say? So, um, but, yeah, great. Yeah, good effort. A very strong contender, I feel like. A very strong... It was an excellent meal, and... A very strong ploy there, and I like his little dig at the uh, his dig at the other meals too. Um, yeah, who is Raymond? Yeah, who is Raymond? Draymond Green, um, and the Mexican. Yeah, and the Mexican. Oh, and he just listed a few Talk Mexican things. But um, well done, Skin, and let's see if your uh, your pitch works. Yeah, good work, good work, Skinneth. We'll keep moving on. Uh, our next one is going to be Amy Kerno and Duck Kerno now. Um, we say Amy Kerno, it should be Brackets and Duck Kerno. We shouldn't really have him in the same. We should, probably shouldn't have him in the no, same. No, he was, did not. He he pretty much did what Sharpie did, and Sharpie took us to a takeaway shop. <laughs> However, in saying that, he has uh, he has backed up his uh, poor efforts in the kitchen with um, uh, a big spiel here. So yeah, classic school teacher spiel, like at the old goody two shoes oh, it was only meant to be a thousand words it was meant to be one minute his is four minutes so. yeah exactly right he's gone way over the time limit of when he's allowed to send in so that will take we'll have to take that into consideration yeah we'll have to dock him but um <laughs> it very well thought out so um have a listen to this one G'day guys uh Bryce and Amy here with our Josh Squared um rebuttal I guess in fourth place, we had Adam Baird. Um, he had the smallest table in the world, and the boys said um, he couldn't even fit under the table or fit on the table with their plates, but yet he still had room for his Mickelson medal photo. Come on, Adam. It's not about you, mate. Um, he said the boys said the roast veg was cold and served up early. Yuck. We were meant to start at 6.30, but they pushed it back. Adam pushed it back to 7, which meant that Squidgy had to get a dog sitter. Do we really want this to be our number one, listeners? Um, 
and a huge tick for the masterclass skinny on the pork. Well done. But unfortunately, um, as you whack Jake McLean, you are still ineligible, which means you can't play till round one next year. Corey McKernan, 1996. So you're still a reporter, mate. So therefore, you cannot win the medal. Bad luck, skinny. 4.5 out of 5. Third place, Katie McGee. Such a great setup from Katie with the party, the piñata, the dress-ups and the drinks. But it's a cooking show, Katie. Come on. She said herself it's not about the other stuff. It's a cooking show. And she said she even rated herself four Duftinis. Clearly not good enough. She had three Mexican minions, Geordie, Dim Sim Tim and Ryan. She's a new Sharpie getting carried with her Josh Squared episode. You boys think I was carried. Also... I think Geordie Wilson or Jaffa could even cook nachos and tacos. I was doing that when I was about seven. Heat up a bit of mincemeat. Yuck. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. In essence, she got through by getting you boys pissed. 4.6 out of 5, Katie. Congratulations. Th- third place. In second place, Doof. Not a huge fan of Vego, but yet still ate the meal. Good man there, Doof. But you're a very westernised eater and the, man, the way to your heart is a big bit of meat, and we knew that. But unfortunately, Bonnie didn't get that right. Um, she kept you boys waiting for, quote, her Googs eggs to cook, which made her meal late. One of our one of our five things we judge on the Duftinis. Also, she had uh, she used to own her own cooking business, Bonnie Petite. Bit unfair, if you ask me. And she also had a professional photographer on the night. Honestly, happy for you to be up there on the podium with us, Bon. Easily the best of the rest. Love the Jackfruit Masterclass. Bonnie, 4.9 out of 5. Beautiful. And finally, us, first place, easily. Mentioning nearly every single episode of Josh Squared. You can't beat that. Even tried to come early to rattle us, boys. I think they got it half an hour early to try and rattle us. Still got the meal out. Huge meal. Three-course meal. Uh, I've got a quote from Doof here. No, it was literally, it was honestly faultless. And when I was eating it, I was thinking this could possibly be one of the best meals I've had, period. One of the best meals he's had, period. And also, Squidgy said, I couldn't fault you. We had a lamb shank in the pressure cooker. Huge. Uh, broccolini, mashed potato, which wasn't lumpy, Doof. I know you said that as a joke, but certainly not lumpy. Faultless, garlic bread and cheesy bread. Bit of diversity there, Squidge. We also had a massive homemade sauce on the shank, which was all done by touch. No tins, no cans. Uh, did some tomatoes, red wine, herbs, spices, bay leaves, and salami for spice and a salty flavor. Taste, tick, temperature, tick, time, tick, variety, tick, presentation, tick. And to go home with, boys, we gave you a sticky date pudding. Uh, It was actually entered into ISO Chef originally, but you flogs didn't post it. Um, Take home sticky date for Charles and Steffi with their own sauce. Your winners with five out of five, Duftinis, Bryce and Amy. We look, look forward to winning the flag and getting to hold up the cup. Thanks, boys. Wowee, the guy is full of himself. He is well thought out, though. He's got quotes in there. He had he he's obviously gone. He's obviously either got a fantastic memory and has remembered, or he's gone back and listened to what we said about each dish Mate. because he did break it down into sections. And I reckon Amy would be the mastermind behind this. Yep, yep. But I'd seriously take me hat off to you there, uh, duck sauce, because. 
that was just weird, wasn't it? That was just yeah. absolutely ruthless. Um, and I like how he's actually pulled up an old quote from you. He's actually played a part of it on the podcast. Saying that I've I've said that this is the, probably the best home home cooked meal I've ever had, and it probably almost what it probably nearly was. It was a fantastic meal, so I can't take that away from him. But um. Little did I think this would come back to bite me. So next time I've got to be very careful about what I say. Yeah, I think we we spit out plenty of words on these podcasts. I think I know, we <laughs> people could have found evidence for anything. Probably. Yes, they could have. They could have. But um, very well thought out and a good dig at the other at the other dishes and some very valid points too. Yeah, so. I, like, I like how he brings up how we always bring um, talk about Amy how she can how she can cook by touch. Well, because I'm still amazed by. Well, <laughs> Let's just go back for a second. You were the only one that talked about her being able to cook by touch, and you're all the only one that brings it up. So it's all about your, it's all to do with you because you can't cook by touch. I just think it's amazing. Unless she had her hands in the slow cooking sauce, but um, it was oh, it was a good dish. Jeez, it was nice, but um. Yeah, no, well done, guys. A very strong argument. Yeah. Let's see if we'll get you over the line. I don't know if it'll be enough. We'll see. Uh, and number four, who could forget our, our only vegetarian meal? And who would have thunk And that- who could forget? It was two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought it would get this high? It was absolutely fantastic, wasn't it? Uh, a bit yeah. of Japanese cuisine. Um, so, Squares, we'll uh, let you sit back and listen to, Bo- uh, sorry, to Bonnie's. Not bows, bodies. Bodies, pitch. I think the golden prize is an obvious one with the dismal competition me and my meal are up against. Let's start with the Mexican fiesta. Woohoo! All fun and games with the tequila shots. But if I wanted to eat Mexican food, I could have asked the four-year-olds at my kinder to cook it. It's just that easy. Moving on to the lamb shanks. How innovative. A huge chunk of slow-cooked meat. Pretty sure the cavemen came up with that idea about two million years ago. You can wiki it if you don't believe me. Finally, the roast pork and veg. My grandma could honestly cook a better version of this from her grave. Not to mention the nasty side effects of pork. Loaded with artery-clogging cholesterol and saturated fat. Such a great way to increase your waistline and your chances of developing a deadly disease. And for my closing argument, small reminder of my beautiful Japanese experience as referred to by our judges. Mouth-watering pulled jackfruit bao bun, which gives you all the warm and fuzzies of pork without killing yourself and the pig. Accompanied by hand-pickled veg, what a treat. Followed by my ramen main, a homemade broth with extraordinary depth of flavour. Al dente noodles, marinated veg and a perfect soft boiled gug. What more could you ask for? Well, there you have it. Very funny and very shut. Probably our most um, fought the most dirtiest. We did say you can fight clean or you can fight dirty. Yeah. And Bonnie's definitely taken on the um, take a stab at the other ones. But yet again, some very valid points. Also, they've all played it different ways. Katie's gone the nice way. She's just and just um, very, reminisce. Yeah, reminisce. very reminiscing. Sit back, um, take you on a journey. You got Skinny, who's had five great Northern cans, and he's uh, he's coming and he's laughing at himself. He's coming in, loving his he's own got work. The Dutch courage. <laughs> uh, then you got Duck, um, who's obviously read the script that Amy's written for him. A couple pages you can hear him turn a page. And, one and his was a late end, late one too. So he's obviously it's taken him a while to form that. Um, and then you had uh, Bonnie, who she was pretty clinical and just yeah really attacked the other the other dishes. Um, they were all tremendous arguments, but doof. 
Um, there can um, only be one winner. There can only be one winner. And, geez, like, I think Bryce does make a good point in that it comes down to probably food. Like, ultimately, it's it's, yeah. it's the food. Like, but... It's hard not to take the other things into account, but we do. It is a cooking thing, and we do want to judge the best meal. That's what it was called, the J two best meal. So, yeah, take all things aside because we enjoyed every episode, and we loved going. Uh, love being involved with all those people because thinking back on it, they were all excellent nights, and yeah. I enjoyed all of them thoroughly for many different reasons. But if we just go back to the food, yeah. So. Um... What do you reckon we start at number no, four? No further ado. We, we'll start with number four. Start at number four. Rightio. Um, coming at number four. Now, this square, they uh, they had one of the great dead pet stories too. Yeah. Uh, oh, yes. Yeah. How, 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 could, how could we forget that dead pet story? Uh, how could about, we forget? About his, uh, what, her, his or her... Uh, beloved do- dog. Beloved dog that, that choked on the... Uh, and on we the, thought it got on the, shot. On the lead. We thought that it got shot. And then... And then um, the squares dad brought it back to life with the kiss of life. Uh, yeah, and geez. It, and the only the only square as well to win a Mickelson medal. Yeah. So if you do listen to the show shows and you've heard that episode, you'll know who we're talking about right now. Yeah. Coming in at fourth place is Adam Skinny Baird. <laughs> Thank you, Sam Guy. Don't have, don't lose too much sleep, Skinny. That was as you said, it set the bar high. Uh, Easily the best dish in our first season of Josh Squared. Uh, absolutely head and shoulders above everyone at the Christmas party. But then, uh, well, obviously, you, you set a target on your back and, and uh, the people came a-knocking um, in, in Katie, Amy and Bonnie. You did set the benchmark, you're right. So people would have gone off yours. So well done. But on this show, we are ruthless. And like we said in the message of the thing, there are no prizes for second, third, and fourth. Absolutely nothing. Uh, as Ricky Bobby once said, if you ain't first, you're last. Yeah. Shake and beat! <laughs> <laughs> uh, Come in, number three, numero three, toi. Uh, what did we have for number three? We had... Ah, uh, yes. Now, this was, this was tough. Yeah, this was real. Not that it wasn't tough for Skinny's yeah, as well, no, but is- we <laughs> chopped and changed this this one a lot. Yeah. And we did take into account, because their arguments were very, very different. Yes, they were. So, um, and... It was- I, I think, and I think the thing you have to keep in mind, probably without who we choose for second, the person that comes second, they actually, what they cooked was actually really, really good, even though everyone's dragging down how easy it would be. Yeah. So, without further ado, third went to... The perfect Goog Egg Queen, Bonnie Pridham. Whoa! <laughs> Christina. Bronze medal for you, Bonnie Pridham. Um, one of the great episodes. I had a very one of my very, very good friends, and it was excellent cuisine. Like to come our most recent app, to come on, cook vegetarian for people, big meat eaters, Squidge and I. To come third is an absolute credit. Um, it was really well executed. Bow buns with yum, jackfruit hadn't had before, but um, we'll have again when I have it with you because I don't know how to cook any of that stuff. No. But the, and ramen, also something that I'm not used to eating, but a very, very nice meal and a very deserving third. One of the amazing mystery words too, getting the uh, person to Google search jackfruit for you. Yes, uh, yes, that off to you it there. was. And um, yeah, so well done, Bonnie Pridham. So that obviously leaves us with Katie McGee, Bryce and Amy. So they're our top two. The Mexican Fiesta... Or the lamb shank, as Bonnie would refer to, a four-year-old could cook Mexican, and 
the cavemen have been cooking lamb shanks, but these two were superior dishes. They were. They were. They were very, very superior. And uh, I guess this is this is what we had a bit of an argument on where they should stand. And I'm not gonna say who wanted what where because it could look it could cause us to lose friendships. Exactly right. Just know that we love you all. Um, and they yeah, they both had multiple courses. Uh, you know, there were, there were drinks put on at both. I think. From memory, yeah. in particular, one of them, obviously, the yeah. Mexican fiesta. <laughs> the fiesta, we got a little, we ate the worm out of the tequila. <laughs> yeah, we had the tequila and the Capitan got all of us and, and everything else. Um, and we were actually drinking Coronas too, from memory. Um, yes. This was all before Corona, obviously, became a... It became a thing, yeah. We were, a allowed, we were allowed out of the house. Yes, yeah. but um, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. You've been listening to this episode to be able to hear this. We know that you want to hear it. And coming in at number two... Is our beloved number one square ticket holder, Katie McGee. You get a roster for that. Well done, Katie. And an excellent dish, an excellent night. And I know people have been tearing you down, but there was a skill involved. It was like slow-cooked chicken. There was churros, homemade churros, so with dipping sauce. Their um, nachos weren't just like plain nachos. They had a bit, they were homemade sauces and things like that. So yeah. Mexican, I know it gets thrown out as like what, I consider Mexican is a bag of um, CC's triple cheese with a whole thing of salsa and a bag of cheese <laughs> in the oven, which is not quite Mexican. It is, but it was an excellent meal, and it, you should be very proud of yourself for coming in at number two. Yeah, we're very proud of your efforts. And cooked for eight people, mind you. So, yes, uh, you, yeah, did, cook, you did cook Cooking for- in bulk. But, uh, look, number one, you guys have all guessed at Squares. It is... Uh, the uh, the dynamic duo, the the teachers, Amy and Dark Kuno. Well done. Money, money. Well done. There's no money, but well done, Amy and Bryce. This was it was actually so difficult to um to not to decide the top three, especially the top two. But when it comes down to food, like Amy, oh, well, I'm not even going to give Bryce. You're not getting any credit for this. But <laughs> he gets the match, Amy. It was uh, um, it wasn't just the lamb shank either. Like it wasn't. It was a lamb shank, and it was in like a rich tomatoey sort of sauce with like chorizo in it, um, a bit of spice to it. Yeah. And it was a sauce that wasn't actually one that you just buy like a bottle of sauce, or you can just look up and make. It was actually Amy actually I think made it. Yeah. Made it from scratch, yeah. and that's where we talk about. Squid always talks about the touch, <laughs> the touch of the meal. Yeah. But um. It was perfectly executed. Like there was yeah. not, and it, it and it did take a bit of skill because of the sauce was the thing. So the shank in the slow cooker it was actually in a pressure cooker. She they pressure cooked, cooked it. it, yeah. Which I, I don't even know what so that means. So there yeah. isn't, yeah, me either. So there isn't. <laughs> um, I know how to um cook steamed dimmies. That's it. Not in the pressure cooker though. Air fryer. So uh, without further ado, I reckon what we should do, we should actually give him a bell. We should actually give him a bell while we're live. Uh, yeah, we should break yeah. the news to him. Uh, give Duck a call. True. So they don't know. So we're we're really on this over Zoom. So all um they have no idea. They just knew, wanted to send through their pitch. Yeah. So um well done, and they will be awarded a trophy at the Josh Squared Christmas party, which we've got big plans for. Yeah. So Post there'll COVID. be there will be small mention of second and third, second, third, and fourth. Yeah. And um, but it's kind of like the um. Cross country, where you get the I run in a race ribbon. Like no one really cares if you come eighth at district. Yeah, only uh, people only ever remember who is the number one. That's and in it. this case, Bryce and Amy. Well done. We'll give him a bell. The duck sauce. He's probably going to answer with "What do you want?" Wait, is it? 
Entschuldigung. Congratulations, you won! Oh, how'd you know, you bastard? I'm being crowned the Josh Grant champion. Well done. No way, Nittany Hobbit, you're going to say. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, I'm actually not joking. We've just announced it then. We've announced it on the show. Obviously, the episode's not out yet. It crossed. Uh, it only got decided at probably 20 minutes before we come on air that you are you. that you did place first. You first, Katie McGee second. Uh, Bonnie Pridham third and Skinny fourth, which is also your Mystic Mac prediction, I think. Oh, jeez, So, well done. Actually, can I, I please can I please speak to the cook, not to the <laughs> kitchen hand? Yeah, I'm here, mate. What do you want? I'm actually feeling extremely blown away. I can't believe it. Congratulations. We did just She's go... <laughs> we just did go... It's, yeah, it's a massive thing. We did just actually go over how... Um, Josh likes to Squidge likes to bring up that you cook with touch all the yeah. time. So cook with touch. So it's, and I, it's, it's amazing. It is amazing. I and, was um, thinking, I was definitely thinking we were going to come second to um, Bon Appetit because I was I was very impressed with her meal. But I yeah, I think um, yeah, I'm this actually is that a very. Thing in the grand I'm very <laughs> Thank the opposition. So you yeah, got the does, but um, no, you, first place you will receive a uh, receive a trophy on the uh, at the Josh Squared the Josh Squared Christmas party. So it will only Bryce. You don't get anything, mate. You'll get a potato <laughs> peeler because that's all you did. But um, well, well done, guys. It was a fabulous meal, and you'll be able to hear on the episode how much we talked it up. And it was a right. it was a tough top four, but um. Really tough, some tough well, comp, well, well done, and hopefully this makes up for not entering you in the um oh, in the ISO shit. Shit. <laughs> Morrow would have had you anyway. I think, I think that tops the cake. Yeah, Morrow, Morrow, and yes, um, so well done, congratulations, and you'll be able to hear this when it comes out that you are in fact the two that or the number one square rate your play rate your champion. play champion. Duck, you're on skull camp. Well done. Party, party. Party, party. Congratulations, right. guys. Thanks, guys. Thanks right. to our other competitors. All right, see ya. This is... <laughs> so, gracious, in, gracious in the victory. Yes, gracious in the victory. No, well done. Well deserved. And we forgot to mention the dessert. They actually sent us home with sticky date pudding as well. And we yeah. didn't. That wasn't really part of the judging, though, was it? That was just a nice gesture. Yeah, well, that's, and as I said earlier, like how we said that Jaffa was in the top three desserts... Um, with his dessert, which was the only thing he was getting judged on. He did get pipped by um, the Sticky Date and the uh, Katie McGee's. Uh, sure and they're the only other two desserts that we've had. But Jaffa still makes the top three. So well done, Jaffa, as well. Big shout out to him down, all the way down there at 17. And let's not forget, it feels like a long time ago, the wooden spoon, Geordie Wilson, you will be getting the wooden spoon on the night for the ham steaks. And we will be able to um, put those up against each other because there was quite a gap between those. But... Honestly, this is it's been I know it's, it's a bit of fun to do the podcast and it's a bit of work for the people to go on to for us to cook and have us judge who actually have no idea about food and things like that. But it's come to be I guess something that we really love doing. But yeah, and I think that everyone else enjoys it too and we hope that you guys listening enjoy it. And we are looking for new guests. We've got a very special guest coming up this week. We're not going to let on a bit too much, but it's going to be a huge episode one that I've been trying to get for a while just waiting till the time was right. Yeah. But if you have some ideas of who you think you would like to see in the in the kitchen, because not, I have no doubt that when we get to 50, they'll be a top 50. Yep. We'll be re-ranking. Exactly it might right. take us a couple of years. Yeah. No, we'll get there. Uh, yeah, slide in our DMs. If you have any uh, yeah, people you'd like to nominate, we'll try and get in contact with them. Um, yeah, and I'm super pumped for next week's episode. It is going to be an absolute treat. It is. And very quick shout-out to... Um, 
Nick Elliott, little imp, the little uh, the little midget, my one of my very good friends, officially is the twenty eight year old male today. He turns twenty eight, so Ooh. obviously this will be coming out on a different. This will come out um, after his birthday. But happy birthday to the little midget. We do give him a lot of shit, but he's a good man and he is a big square. So happy birthday, mate! And uh, you got a little shout out or? Um, yeah, you kind of put me on spot here. <laughs> uh, 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 I think I think what I'm going to do. I'm just going to shout out to. Two of those nine, 19 uh, squares, just, they were all so good. Uh, having us around for dinner, unreal. Um, everyone put in a lot of effort, even um, Geordie and uh, Truck. They yeah, still, well, still, still had to do something. Exactly. Still That's what I mean. It still, ta- uh, it still does take a bit of time yeah, and it does take great time. Fun. And I reckon, I reckon what we should do, uh, as, the win- as the winners, I think it's only fair that we put... Amy and Duck, you're on Skelcam, brother and sister. You have 24 hours to post the video on our page or never listen to us again. Beep, beep, beep. Eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. Uh, did you notice last week I left the camera going and we played some bloopers? Yeah. You got anything you want to, got anything you want to add? Um, no, I don't think so. Do we have anything? No, I'm just waiting for you to say something silly and I'll put it at the end. <laughs> Eat bread and dessert. <laughs> Get no, I don't do know. It, do it, do nah. it. Do it. <laughs> Eat bread and desserts and get all fat and sassy. 